change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I want to talk about feeling stuck versus actually being stuck. The reason I want to talk about this is something that I've seen quite a lot over the last month or two is especially in my consults, um, but also in conversations I've been having with a lot of people is that I've been hearing these reports like, hey, Georgia, I'm feeling stuck. Nothing's changing no matter what I'm doing. I just feel like I'm on repeat and I'm, I'm kind of stuck in this rut and nothing's really changing. And it's been interesting because I've experienced it in my own life. And I know a lot of people have experienced it in different areas of their life, right? Whether it's in their career, their work or their business. Sometimes they're feeling stuck in their relationships, like things aren't really moving forward. Another big place that it shows up is in finances. A lot of people feel stuck with their money or not necessarily stuck with their money, but stuck with how their finances are looking. So for example, they can't break past a certain savings goal. They can't break past a certain income goal. Or they can't break out of a debt cycle that they're in. And so there can be a lot of stuck feelings that show up there too. So I thought it might be valuable for us to dig into so we could start to firstly look at it through a different lens and then create some steps that might actually be able to help you change how you're feeling and change the stuck sensation that you're experiencing. Now, the first thing that I like to ask whenever somebody throws at me the notion that they're stuck is I ask them, compared to what? It's an interesting question because most things are relative in life. When you actually stop and take a look at it, you'll see that you might be feeling stuck, but it, you don't know what you're measuring yourself against. The best analogy I can give you is when traveling overseas or even domestically, you head to the airport, you get on the plane, you get into your seat, and then you taxi away from the terminal along to the runway. Now, during that taxiing, you're moving at a relatively slow pace, right? Something that you might be used to traveling in a car on a road. But then once you get to the end of the runway, when you're about to take off, the airplane slows down quite a bit. And then the pilot puts the airplane into full throttle. Now there's a slow ramp to get there, but they do that relatively quickly. And what happens is you go from kind of bouncing around in the plane like most people do, um, you kind of feel like this bouncing sensation while you're taxiing. And then you go from that feeling to being thrown into the back of your seat. Everyone on the plane gets thrown, um, no matter what their size is. Now, the reason for that is because you've experienced a sudden change in speed, which is the acceleration. Now, all of a sudden, you're going increasingly faster speeds as the aeroplane builds up its momentum and its speed heading down the runway in order to create the lift to be able to take off. Now you've experienced being thrust back into your seat. What that is, is a change in speed. So it feels like you're moving really quickly. And when you're looking out the window, if you've got a window seat, the tarmac and maybe even the airport is moving past relatively quickly. And then before you know it, you're up in the sky and you're climbing altitude. As you continue to climb altitude within the space of about 10 to 15 minutes, you go from feeling thrown back into your seat to getting accustomed to that new speed. 
Now, the plane is, even 15 minutes into the flight, is continuing to build speed and increase its speed. And then by an hour into the flight, they've usually hit cruising altitude and they're cruising speed. And that can be anywhere between 30 and 40,000 feet in altitude. And you're looking at about anywhere between six and 900 kilometers an hour, which is really fast. For my Americans, that would probably be about, God, I'm testing my math now. I'm going to say about six or 700 miles an hour. It's quite fast. Now, here's what's interesting. By the time you get an hour into the flight, especially if it's a long haul flight, you might be checking the clock. How long have we got to go? This feels like it's taking a really long time. If you're looking out the window, the earth beneath you is moving kind of slow. Like you're not really moving fast over objects. So it can feel like you're starting to crawl. Now, at that point, at the cruising speed, you are probably going the fastest you will be going during that flight, faster than you were when you were on the tarmac, but it feels like you're going at a total crawl. So what's changed? Two things. You've acclimatized. You've adjusted to this new speed. And secondly, what you're measuring your speed against has changed. You're now 30, 35,000 feet up in the air, and you're measuring yourself against what? There's nothing outside your window that you're moving past with great speed. So you're looking down at the earth. You're looking at either the ocean or the land and seeing how long it's taking for you to pass and how fast that's moving beneath you. And it feels really slow. Now, if we wanted to exaggerate how slow that felt, if we got another plane flying a few hundred feet off the tip of your wing at the same speed as you, you're both sort of just kind of cruising at a similar speed. You're not, no one's really overtaking each other, which makes it feel like you're even going, you're going even slower. When in reality, you're going quite fast. Now, to take this metaphor even further, I know I'm going into the details of this, but I want to show you something. If we take that same aeroplane and drop its altitude, and now all of a sudden you're flying 100 feet in altitude over either the ocean or the land, how fast do you suddenly feel like you're going? Now, all of a sudden, the speed in which you're flying becomes more visceral. What's changed? All I've changed, I haven't changed the speed, is I've changed your height, which has changed what you're measuring yourself against, what you're relating your speed to, which is why I say it's relative. Because when you're measuring your speed in an airplane relative to 30,000 feet off the surface of the ocean, it feels like a total crawl. It feels like you could walk faster. But when I bring that same airplane, same speed, closer to the earth, all of a sudden or everything starts whooshing past and you can feel the speed and you've got a greater sense of the speed. That's what I mean by it's relative. We get stuck in this, firstly we acclimatize and then we get stuck in this thinking of now I should be going faster. Now that I've acclimatized, things should be going faster. But you're not actually considering how fast you were going and you usually don't feel that until you start slowing down. So a common experience for this, this happens a lot in a, on Australian roads when you're doing some of the regional traveling and you're on one of the highways and then eventually you're passing through a town and the speed limit will change dramatically. It'll drop by 40 or 50%. And now all of a sudden you're going from, for my Aussies, you know, 100, 110 kilometers and you're dropping down to 80 to 50. It feels like you're going really slow, but 50 kilometers is still quite fast. If you compare 50 kilometers, which is probably about 30 miles an hour, is still quite fast if you compare that to walking speed. But you're not comparing it to walking, you're comparing it to the speed you were just going. That's the relativity piece. So when you're feeling stuck, the first thing you want to ask yourself 
is stuck in comparison to what? What are you comparing yourself to? Or who are you comparing yourself to? Now, the answer to that question can sometimes be other people. You might be comparing yourself to someone else, especially on social media if you're doing the self-comparison game and you're seeing what other people are posting and you feel like you're moving slow in comparison to them. Yeah, that's going to feel like crap. If you're comparing yourself to your past self, some kind of progress or achievement you made in the past, that can be tough too. And you might be comparing yourself to a mentor of yours, which is really common. People compare themselves to their mentors a lot or an industry leader or somebody that they look up to. Here's the challenge with all of these comparisons is you're missing context, which is a big problem. So if you're comparing yourself to somebody, a friend or someone on Instagram or social media or TikTok or something like that, what you're not factoring in is all of the context that is missing. You might see their achievements and their progress, but you haven't seen their struggle. You haven't seen what they're wrestling with on a daily basis, right? You might be, well, not might be, you most certainly will be missing out on the details of what led them to the achievement. And there may have been numerous failures, lots of struggle, a lot of doubt that they experienced, maybe even moments of anxiety. And yet all you're seeing is the highlight kind of, and this is something that is a sentiment that shared quite a lot. Social media is mostly people's highlight reels. You're not seeing the behind the scenes stuff of what people are experiencing. So it's important for you to put that context in place. If you're comparing yourself to a mentor, for example, the context you're missing is how much further along in their career or their journey that they might be. This was something I wrestled with years ago where I was comparing myself to one of my mentors who is 30 years older than me. And I thought, I'm not quite there. I'm not, I, I quite haven't achieved what he's achieved. And I feel like I'm behind the ball because he's way ahead of the game. But what I wasn't doing was putting in context how far along his journey was in comparison to mine. The guy is 30 years older than me. Of course, he's going to have a head start. He's got 30 years on me. I can't do anything about that. So it's not a fair comparison. So what I did try to do was I asked him questions and I listened to a lot of stories he shared about what his life and what his existence was at the beginning of his journey when he was a similar age that I was. And I was comparing myself to that past version of him, not where he is now. And what that helped me do was get more context and get a fair measurement of where I am relative to somebody who has now success in their life and has made a lot of achievements, but where they were at the same stage of the journey that I, I was at the time. So that's important when you're comparing to yourself to people who are mentors or industry leaders. You can't compare yourself. If you're only starting, you can't compare to where they are if they're in chapter 20 and you're in chapter one or chapter two. That's just not fair on you. And it's also not fair on them. Because if you actually stop and think about if you were somebody who had developed a lot of achievement in your life, and then someone came along and started comparing themselves to where you are 20 years down the track, it's almost like they're ignoring and writing off the 20 years you spent creating the achievement and the progress you've made, which anyone who's worked hard and has committed themselves and dedicated themselves to a journey, it's that whole journey that adds the value. So if someone comes along and writes that off, it is kind of frustrating and a little disheartening that somebody can just say, well, I don't really want to focus on that first 20 years that took you to get to this particular accolade or achievement. 
I want to just look at where you are now and look at that as the success. And for anyone who's been on the journey for a long time, it doesn't work that way. I've been doing this for over 10 years and people look at me now where I am and I tell them to put in the context of everything I went through to get here because all of that actually matters. It contributes to the journey. So that's important to put in context when you're comparing yourself to somebody who is much further along their journey. And lastly, if you're comparing yourself to your past self, again, you are missing the context. There was a client that I was talking to and uh, she's an entrepreneur. She's got a huge business at the moment. She's doing really well for herself. And she was comparing herself to her past self about three years ago. And she was worried that she was going to make all the same decisions, which are going to lead to all the same mistakes and then end up creating a lot of challenge. And I got her to pause and stop for a sec because I was like, you're missing a huge amount of context. First and foremost, that was right as the pandemic was starting to kick off. We knew nothing about what was going to happen. Everyone, including the leaders in the organizations that were leading the charge on how the world handles it, had no idea what they were doing. It was a, everyone was learning moment by moment. So that's an unfair comparison to make because you didn't know what was going to happen and what was happening. Secondly, you were at the earliest stage of your journey with the current success you have. The experience you have now accumulated over the last two years is a lot of information and a lot of data and research that you've experienced that you didn't have at the time. A lot of that information has now influenced the way you operate. You didn't have that to begin with. And also relationships that you have have changed as a result. And so when we started to put in context how she was living her life and running her business at the time in comparison to today, it was hard for her to make that same comparison. Whereas this is something a lot of people get stuck in. They compare themselves to their past selves, but they're only comparing a fragment, right? You're only, you might only be comparing a fragment of who you were at the time. Another one that I see commonly is people trying to get back to an ideal weight or an ideal physique. If they're in their 40s and they're trying to get back to a weight or physique that they had in their 30s, first thing I do is I ask them to explain to me what their life looked like at that time. Oh, well, I was a bachelor. I was on the dating scene. I wasn't married. I didn't have the two kids I've got at the moment. And I didn't have my own business. I was working in a large firm. Like, okay, a lot of your life is dramatically different now. So you can't say, well, I need to look exactly the way I did back then 10 or 15 years ago or even 10 or 15 months ago because things have changed so much. You naturally change as you progress. So it's important that you put the context in because then what that does is, firstly, it changes the way you're measuring yourself, which alleviates a lot of pressure. And secondly, it gets you to focus on the things that do actually move the needle and things that do actually create change. Because when you're focused on the comparison to the past or the comparison to someone else, you're too busy looking at all the other drivers in all the other lanes and you're not focusing on the lane that you're driving in and the destination you're heading to now, because that's most important at this stage. So it helps you reorient your focus and get back to measuring what actually matters to you now, because what matters to you now isn't the same thing that mattered to you 10 years ago or five years ago, or even 20 years ago for me to chop and change the numbers in a really strange order, right? If you're in your 40s, if you think about all the things that you deeply cared about just as you were entering your 20s, you kind of want to laugh at yourself and think, oh, that's kind of adorable. 
And then the same thing with your 30s. The things that mattered to you in your 30s aren't the same things that mattered to you in your 40s. You can also go back to your teenage years, right? All the things that mattered to you as a teenager mean nothing to you now. And the same as a toddler. All the things when you were in elementary or primary school, same thing. Those same things that were deeply important to you that felt like it was life or death kind of giggle at at the immaturity of it and how much you didn't know at the time. So you've got to be fair with your comparisons and make sure that you're putting it in context because we tend to do that. We're all quick to blame the media for taking things out of context, but believe me, you're guilty of doing it in your own mindset. You're taking a lot of your experiences and a lot of your daily life out of context. And you're saying, well, the context doesn't matter. I want to focus on the tiny little content that is the headline of this particular moment in my life that makes everything feel significantly more exaggerated and dramatic. But in reality, when you put it in context, it grounds your perspective. It helps you understand what you were working on at the time. And it helps you orient yourself or refocus and regroup yourself into this present moment. So you can start focusing on the things that do matter, which is important because when you start reorienting and changing the the yardstick that you're using or changing the way you're measuring yourself, you become more focused on the things that matter to you today. When you become more focused on the things that matter to you today, you start measuring the things that are true markers of change or true markers of progress. So if you feel like you're getting stuck with your finances, you can't quite break out of a debt cycle or you can't quite break through a particular savings goal. Look at where you are making progress with your finances. Stop and look because the progress is there. You're just not seeing it. If you stop and look, you might say, well, let's say you've only saved $20,000 and you're looking at $20,000 and you're saying, well, I'm stuck. I'm not breaking through. But there was a point where you didn't have $20,000. There was a point where you started with zero. So in comparison to 21 or 40 or $50,000, you might feel stuck, but compare it to zero and you've made progress. The same is true with a debt cycle. If you feel like you're stuck right in the middle of paying off your debts and getting them to zero, and it's starting to feel a little bit mundane or you're feeling a bit, you're experiencing almost a malaise about it. What you want to do is compare it to how bad your debt was before you started working on it, because you will find The reality is that you've been making progress. You've been paying down your debt. So compare it to where you were if you're going to do that and you'll see that you've been making progress. Yes, you're still working towards paying your debts down to zero. That requires some effort and work. The reality is you've been making progress. And if not, if you haven't been paying down your debt, look for where you have been making progress with your money. You might find that you've been making progress with your income. You've been building up some income. Great. Can you go and get some more knowledge or some more experience or help with how to pay down your debt? That's a marker of progress, just going and getting some knowledge you didn't have. So you want to look for the different ways that you can create small amounts of progress, tiny amounts of progress that lead to huge changes ultimately. And also factor in that you are making progress because chances are you think you're stuck, but in reality you're not. You're just sitting in an airplane seat 30,000 feet above the ocean, looking down at the ocean saying, I feel like I'm looking at the same thing. We haven't gone anywhere. In reality, you've actually made a lot of progress. Now, the same is true for business. If you're feeling stuck in business and you're not making the progress you want, look for where you are making progress because I assure you it's there. So make sure you slow down, stop, 
measure where the business is relative to where it was from day one? Have you made progress from a year ago? And if not, in the ways that you were measuring, look at the ways that you were not measuring that you have made progress. You might be only looking at your profit, but have you made more sales? Because your profits obviously factor in your expenses, but your sales aren't factoring in your expenses. So have you made more sales than you ever had, but you haven't been able to manage the profit margin very well, which is something you can work on. So it's important that you're looking at different forms of measurement to check progress within the business. The same in your relationship. If you feel like things are stagnating in a relationship, look for where there has been progress. While you might feel like the two of you have disconnected a little bit, if you stop and look at your relationship today, if the two of you had disconnected years ago or earlier on in your relationship in the same way, would the relationship have fallen apart much faster? Probably, yeah. So if you can look at that as a marker of progress. Well, we've felt a little disconnected recently, uh, maybe for a few months, but at least it hasn't completely disintegrated the relationship. There's enough of a foundation of a relationship there for us to disconnect but still feel like we want to be here. And the relationship can hold its own in that regard. So if you stop and look at that, what ends up happening is you end up experiencing a sense of gratitude for what you have as you have it, which is the whole point of all of this. I keep orienting people towards gratitude and appreciation. That's for a reason. As the saying goes, when you're grateful for what you have, you experience more to be grateful for. So what I'm trying to get you to do is look at where you are making progress to help you dissolve the feelings of feeling stuck, which aren't, it's not actually true. And what you end up experiencing is a sense of appreciation and gratitude for the progress that has been made. And when you do experience a genuine sense of appreciation and gratitude for the progress you have been making, you're more likely to actually start making bigger moves and more progress moving forward. But if you're trying to move the needle, trying to move forward from a place of resentment or a lack of appreciation, I promise you it's an uphill battle and the uphill battle is in mud while it's raining so you will keep slipping back to where you were. But if you come from a place of gratitude, it may still feel like an uphill battle but at least it's not raining and the ground is dry so you've got more traction and you've got more grip to hold your position and make those incremental moves forward. It's a profound difference. And I know I've experienced it in all areas of my life. And whenever I've experienced feeling this sense of being stuck in finances or my relationship with my wife or my relationship with my family or even in my business, I have taken the time to slow down and do a quick gut check and say, well, firstly, what am I comparing myself to? I'm stuck relative to what? If I'm looking at my business relative to the progress of a corporation that's been around for, I don't know, let's say a hundred years, like Disney, that's a completely unfair comparison to be making. Or if I'm comparing my business to the business of somebody else's that's been around five or 10 years longer than I have, who's been around the block a few times and has seen a few market cycles, yeah, I'm, I'm not being fair on myself. So I've got to make sure that I'm factoring in what I'm measuring relative to what actually matters to me and what is fair. Otherwise, I'm setting myself up for feeling stuck, I start beating myself up, and then before I know it, I hit the handbrake and I hit the emergency brakes on everything I'm doing and no actual progress gets made. And that takes a lot more work to bounce back from because then you have to start 
from zero speed. You've got to start from complete stationary positions and building up the momentum of making progress again requires a lot more effort. So my preference is for you to slow down, look for where you've made progress, stop comparing yourself to the forms of measurement and the metrics that you're using that are not fair and start making sure that you're being relative about what you're comparing yourself to and your progress to. And believe me, that feeling of being stuck will immediately fly out the window. And before you know it, you'll be back at it with probably even more steam than you had before. So on that note, you're not stuck. So I hope this episode was valuable to you. Make sure you subscribe where you can subscribe or follow if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. So you get a lot of the latest episodes as they come out. I've got a lot more episodes coming for you. And if you've got any questions or anything like that, make sure you reach out. I'm on Instagram at GeorgioGenius. And you can also find me on TikTok and also hit me up on the website, GeorgioGenius.com. All right, I'll see you around.